What is poppin' peeps? It's the former president of the Fat Guy Alliance, the current president of the TBX420 Club, your hero, your role model, the person you want to be like when you grow up. That T-O-N-Y, the urban franchise, Tony Montana. And peeps, peeps, it's episode three. Yeah, we're at the episode three or something. And it's not the finale, like it's been so many times at episode three. Um, episode three in my YouTube origin stories. This is where you kind of hear where everything really, really gets going. I'll, I'll kind of dial it back and just go right to the start of it in this. Um, but you know how I like to start these things? Um, and that's showing some love to some peeps who helped me out. Let's start off with my mentor, Rob Toss and Rob Toss Productions. He's been teaching me a lot ever since back when I used to go to the YouTube space when it was still open in Toronto. Uh, he's taught me, he's teaching me a lot right now. You can benefit from his knowledge as well and his skills because Rob Toss Productions is still open for business and I'm just taking on projects where you need editing, you need a production, full production services, you want stuff done in studio, you want animations, whatever you need done. Green screen stuff, anything. Rob Toss Productions got you covered. RobToss.com. RobTossProductions.com. Go and check them out, peeps. So there's this Instagram page called Shop Her Man of Beauty. And peeps, let me tell you one thing. Every time I go on there or I see new things updated, the one thing going from my mind is like, damn! I wish I had a girlfriend so I could buy her this stuff so she could wear it for me. My dudes, trust me. Shop Hermana Beauty. Go check them out on Instagram. You will not regret it at all. You'll be very happy to buy these things for your, for your wife, for your girlfriend, for your side family, whatever it is. And ladies, go treat yourself. Go check them out. Summer starting, you know you want to look fly. Now, peeps, there's a YouTube channel I've been working with. Oh, I've been working with them. I had a series called Battle of the Brothers. The channel is called Stu Court Samaru. It's actually my brother. Check them out. Show them some love. Please do. I'll give you a shout out on the next episode. If we see you in the comments and you're a new subscriber, you will get a shout out on the next edition of the podcast. And on my YouTube channel too, if you want. Now, peeps. At this point, I'm in college, specifically in my second semester. Now, my first semester, I just stopped drinking and I stopped smoking weed. I still smoke cigarettes because they like you got smoke breaks, and I was like, "Fuck, they're giving me smoke breaks during class. I ain't gonna miss out on that." Some people just sit at their desk. I guess some people did because. A lot of them were a lot younger than me and probably out partying all the time or a lot of people put a lot of effort into studying, which it's surprising I didn't have to a lot. I, I knew a lot of it and I feel that's what you get when you work in the real world. I think, and that's the one thing, college prepares you for the real world. It really does. And I know that because I did so well in it after living in the real world for about 10 years before going. 
But by the second semester, I kind of loosened up. And in the second semester is where I kind of started to drink again. And I had some new friends. Um, so where I met Rusev, who you guys have seen on my channel many times. Now I'm a lot more confident than I was in the past. And I'll be hanging out with these new friends in my classes regularly. I slowly started to start to drink and talking with Rusev, we started smoking up and stuff. So I slowly got back into my old habits, but you know, the first semester I had a bit of savings because I was working up to it and for a few odd jobs and savings I had. And then my savings kind of went down, you know, it was the summer. I was just going to school. I wasn't really doing much, but then the second semester I started thing, I kind of into it and my savings was going away <laughs> it was dropping and I had to start working during that semester so I didn't have a lot of time I had new friends I was in school and I was working but there was those one or two days a week where I would have some time and I you know the last thing I wanted to do though because I just slowly started started to drink with the people I used to drink with before college because that was just stupid for me and it cost me a lot of money. <laughs> I wasn't making when I used to make part-time money. When you've always worked full-time your entire life, like that was the biggest adjustment. I've always been used to that direct deposit every other week. And if in a few cases, it was every week. Sometimes it'd be a check, you'd have to go to deposit, but it was always reliable. Always there, because I was always working. I always had it coming in. Going to school, not having that, I kind of wish I did it after high school, so I would have been used to not getting paid, but it was a hard adjustment. First semester, obviously easier because I had some money. This one, part-time money, it's like, I question so many times, why am I doing this? These paychecks are pathetic, but I, I could only do part-time hours in restaurants and stuff. So I was getting paychecks that were a fraction of what I was used to. So I didn't want to hang out with the type of friends I used to have. Because the type of friends I used to have in the past take advantage of good people like myself. And getting away from people like that is what motivated me to go down this new path. Although I told you about other things, but there's a lot more that happened to me before all that crap too. But I just didn't want to be around those type of people anymore. So I needed a distraction at home. wasn't finding a girlfriend because trust me I was cool and I was making friends I had a lot of friends but I became like the cool older guy and I, as I was drinking and hanging out with all these younger people and they'd invite me to a few I wouldn't stay out sometimes they'll like they'll really force me to stay and it was just kind of funny because I was like 29 30 when I went back I think no 31 actually 31 when I went back but I was older than them. I wasn't hanging out with people fresh out of high school. I think there might have been one or two people in the group that I used to hang out with. But most of them were like the mid-20s. Um, but I would tell them all my wild adventures from when I was younger. Uh, that's essentially what I did. I would tell them all my crazy stories. And they just like saw me as the coolest guy in the world. Like I was like absolutely awesome to them. Cause I was like the smartest guy in the classes. So everyone wanted to be in work groups with me and 
Then I became this cool guy in that second semester telling all these awesome drinking stories and stuff. Because, like, my first class in the first semester, most of them were fresh out of high school. I think there was, like, one guy older than me. And then most of them were, like, fresh out of high school. And I think there was a couple people who were, like, they went to college and this is their their second time coming back. So they were in their their mid-20s. But then in my second semester, I had more people. I was with more people who were older. I became cool, but I couldn't date any of these girls. They were, like, immature. Really immature child still. Even some of the chicks that were older there, they kind of, I guess they adopted an immature mentality because of the surroundings. So, relationship wasn't going to be the thing to distract me. <laughs> um, couldn't get more hours. Trust me, I definitely wanted as much hours as I can get back then. But what I decided to do is, because I still had my YouTube channel, I had all my old videos on it. And I was just like, you know what? All these kids are loving my stories. Why don't I start telling these stories and saying, you know? Um, the first time I did YouTube, it was to impress the girl. This time, it was just a distraction for myself. And I always said, you know what? If I ever have kids, if anything... I'll always have those stories to sold my kids so they can see how dumb their old man was. <laughs> um, and it's funny, like, when I went into it, um, I don't know why, but that first video, if you go back and watch that first throwback story video that I did, the line I use is, I'm not going to do my original intro or anything, I'm just going to jump into it, uh, my regular intro or whatever, but... I had no intro. I I did uh, Easter egg challenge videos, but I think all I ever said with those was, what's going on, peeps? That's how it started. I don't even remember. I'd have to go and watch one to reference that. So, I did that. And I said, okay, yeah, this could be something to kill. I had fun. I don't know why. I was just walking around with my phone in my hand filming myself talking I just had fun and then I remember watching the video after and I was just like yeah yeah I'll upload this this is cool figured you know didn't expect anyone to watch it and like I'm still to this day shocked why I got the growth I initially did because I didn't really put much of a description I would barely put a title. I think a lot of my titles, I went back and added them later on. Like, after the fact. Way after the fact. But, um... Because I think it was just like, when you upload this, it's like video, file, number, whatever, whatever. I think that's what most of my videos... And I never used hashtags. I don't know why. I didn't know what hashtags were. That's the main reason. I didn't know what they were. I would just upload the videos, made it public. But a few of them got viewed, which was really, really cool. Um, kind of really needed that, too. You know, just kind of really boosted my confidence. And I had a lot of fun filming us, so I said, yeah, I'll do it next week. And the thing is, it's like before, we used to get all these views, but we wouldn't really get much subscribers or whatever, right? 
I got like a bunch of subscribers. Like I think that first night I got like 40 views, but I got like 20 subscribers. I was like, holy shit. That escalated quickly. So by the time I put out the next one, I was a little more confident. So I got my brother to hold the camera for me this time. And I just jumped into the whole story. Acted like I knew it. I knew what I was doing. <laughs> like, I don't know why I, that first time I said, I'm not going to say my first, I'm not going to say my regular intro. Like, I felt like saying that would make me seem like more of a content creator. But I had no clue what a YouTuber was. The term meant. I thought it was like someone's nickname. Like the first video I saw where someone said the term YouTuber. The way the video was done, you'd assume he it's his nickname. The way he's saying it. I'm just saying, you know? Maybe the person was doing that as a joke or maybe I just misinterpreted it. But that's what I took the term as. Someone's nickname initially. But then this, like, the second video did way better quicker. Like, it got to 100 views right away. And I got to 100 subscribers. Like, by the end of the second week. Like, just before I put the third video, the night when I put the third video. Which I don't even think was a story. It might have been a thank you video. It was kind of a, like, I had no expectations of it. And I was not really telling anyone that I was doing it. This was the funny thing. Like, Rusev eventually found out because he came over to hang out one time. And I was like, hey, want to be in one of my YouTube videos? And he was like, you do YouTube, bro? I was like, no, I, did, I just started it. So it was just like, then we just did, uh, I think it was having a cold one with Montana was the episode. And then I think we talked about online dating. Um, a lot of those original videos were kind of cringy and it was kind of like weird because some videos would get to like a hundred views, 150 views, but on the most part, a lot of them get to 20, some would get to like 50, search ones just didn't have those crazy numbers that I wanted them to have really. Um, first two or three did all right, then like... 22 to 40 became like my average numbers. The only ones that really hurted me was like on the 10th week for the 10th one, I told 10 stories in one day, um, which took a lot of effort. And I remember making a point to change outfits. Like any smart person probably would have filmed all the stories. I think I did it in four parts. Like I did a few stories per episode. And I think one episode might have been a full story. But I like I did it all in one day and just like changed my clothes every time. Like I did one before work, came back home. No, I think I did went to the gym or something, changed, came back, changed, did something else, but I changed every time I did an episode. And like it kind of it hurt me because I only got like 10 views on each video. Which technically it all evened out to like probably 40 views in a day some of them might have been like 12 or something um but yeah it like it hurt me cause I was like fuck I thought those were really good stories I thought they were really really good stories um 
and I remember one of them was like about the time where I was on TV. But um, not much people watch them, so that kind of that kind of hurt it. It's like it kind of I was doing it for fun, and at first, like what initially kind of motivated me was just like, okay, people are watching it, people are watching it. Then I never really did anything to get the views. Like I just would upload it, didn't put tags. Didn't really see it because I was just getting them for a while. And as I said, a lot of my original videos didn't have titles. Then I remember one video I uploaded, I just happened to get. It was just like one of those chance moments. And this was like my 12th week of YouTube, essentially, because this was like the 12th episode. Although I might have skipped like a week here and there. I don't think I did. I think I was diligent in being weekly. At the time, anytime me or my brother would get paid, Dr. Clone, we would always go downtown to the HMV, Young and Dundas one, the one that's outside the Eaton Center. Because, you know, that was a huge one, the one of those two or three floors. So. From that, we uh, was walking. We always usually go to Burger King because there's not a lot of Burger Kings in our area. Uber wasn't around, and I always liked Burger King. My brother liked Burger King, so that was kind of our spot, that one by Eaton Center. So walking home right past Dun- and Dundas Square, we see a fight happening. Now, I actually happened to pull my phone out of my pocket. Pulled my phone out of my pocket just before I caught and I caught that fight. Now, in the beginning, I didn't know how to edit and add clips together, but I recorded it. And I've always originally was a very shy and reserved guy. I am too at times. It is some things trigger it and just bring me back to that type of way. But I'm more outgoing most of the time now. But I remember being scared filming it because I didn't know if the people in the fight would have got mad and said, what the fuck are you filming me or some shit like that. So I just kept filming it. And then after the fight, I went to one of the guys. One of the guys was actually in the military. The fight was over. Someone knocked down a Canadian flag. Then the guy in the military said, hey, what the F? Come on. I got pretty bold from my year one of YouTube. I feel this was actually one of my boldest moves. Of I went up to the guy and I was like, "Hey, can I interview you for my uh, YouTube channel?" Blah blah blah. He's like, "Yeah." And he just laughed at. It. He's like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" Uh, he said everything before I even recorded it. I had to get him to say it again. He just said what troop. He said his name or whatever. And I said, "Thank you for what you've done for our country." This is back when I didn't know how to turn my phone sideways. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I didn't know how to edit. So as great as that video was. One of the, I had to upload it in two parts because I didn't know how to put the clips together. I was very, very, very basic when it came to YouTube at that time. Extremely, extremely overly basic, if you will. So I uploaded this two parts. The part of the fight is like at 7,000 views. And the other ones are 82 views. And then when I got the views, like it got to a couple hundred views pretty quickly. 
And then when I saw those kind of numbers that fast, because the other ones, like, one got to 50 in one night, and that was amazing to me back then. But when I saw, like, a couple hundred fast, I was like, holy fuck, that is so cool. And, like, people were fighting in the comments and stuff. I was like, holy shit. And it's like, that's where it first triggered in my head. Damn. You know, I gotta be doing more with this. Like, I'm getting people to watch me. Like, I did get to, like... Just before I hit the 10 weeks, I was at 500. Because I'm looking at my video things and I see thank you. And I was just like, for every view that I got at that time, it was just like... Half of them were subscribing, which is rare. Especially with how, like, I didn't know how to... I wasn't doing anything. I didn't even know how to share it. I thought you just upload it. And, like, people caught me right away. And a lot of people will tell you that doesn't really happen. Um, so, I... The first thing, the first tool I ever found on YouTube. And it's actually something that's useful to me until this day. Um... Was Facebook groups because I uploaded that fight the link to it to a fight group and that helped its numbers so that doing that made me realize holy shit there's something to that and then I did a tutorial on video games um, and one of my top videos till this day right now it's still one of my top videos so I realized it was kind of doing something right. Um, so I just... Certain videos that were a certain topic, I would share to these groups. And now the thing, I wish more people saw my throwback stories. Because it did get me subscribers. And I, and I think if I stuck with it, I'd probably, to this day, may have only just got into a thousand subscribers and would not have gotten past that. I, maybe I would be getting to a thousand subscribers right now. Which is why I always implore people to grow and change. I started changing it on up and trying different things. And seeing that fight downtown and filming it and uploading it to my video. Although it wasn't content I could replicate. Just having one episode of it did help my numbers substantially. And then that tutorial video I did. That helped greatly. That got me to a thousand subscribers. That video got me to a thousand subscribers literally so i started trying different things i got more confident in doing different things and it became more of i thought it was just like a small group because like even before youtube i had a bit of a small following online small cult like following some people who just like i've been real for a long fucking time if you are on my facebook friends list or if you go and look at my facebook You'll see that I post fucking quotes that I posted 10, 8 years ago. Every day. And I was spitting out real shit that people nowadays think... They hear people saying this shit now. And they think it's revolutionary. But I've been saying it since I was a young man. I've had a revolutionary mind. A real mind. 100 um, but I'm sharing that now and people have followed me for that and there was a time where I was a very toxic and ghetto person but this, this period fortunately for me <laughs> fortunately for me was one that I grew out of that I've already grown up 
So that didn't make it to YouTube. I'm kind of grateful. <laughs> I'm very grateful. If you that a 20 year old me was on YouTube, holy crap! I'd probably be at a couple million, but I'd be like a fucking oh my god, my reputation would be shit. I'd be like a jerk. I would have been a, if I got famous when I was younger, before I actually legitimately got confident. Uh, my content would be completely different. It wouldn't be as conscious and as real as it is now. But, yeah, those Facebook groups, they really helped. And then eventually, from my Instagram page, which started to grow with my Facebook, and actually um, with my Instagram, um, YouTube, and surpassed my YouTube very quickly. Long before I got to 10,000 subscribers on YouTube, I was at fucking... 17, I've lost 2,000 subscribers, actually, but I was at 17 subscribers at one point, I, um, I pulled a post about PewDiePie, and people didn't like it, and I lost a lot of people, who used to be subscribed, I was almost at 18,000, and then PewDiePie said the N-word, and I had a problem with it, so that kind of, like, hurt me a bit, hurt me on YouTube, too, actually. and finding useful ways to grow my YouTube channel there was a lot of things I found out you should never do like the absolute worst things anyone can do when growing a YouTube channel and I learned that very early unfortunately I learned it very early so I knew not to do it I after I got burnt from all the things I'm going to tell you in the next episode, I vowed never to do any of them again. <laughs> Some were a waste of time. Some oversaturated my feed. Some wasted my money. Some was just really heartbreaking. So, next episode, episode four will essentially be everything that you should not do when growing a YouTube channel. Now, I told you the things and the first thing that really helped me grow. And I could tell you all the other things next, but I feel you just need to know that first thing because that's all I really needed for a long time. And now in the next episode, I'm going to tell you what not to do because these things, if any of you are doing them or if you're trying to grow anything, doing them will kill whatever you're trying to build. Well, stay tuned for that next episode of the podcast. And be sure to follow me on everything. TBX420 Club. Obviously, starting off with the podcast you're listening to to this episode on. But go to the YouTube channel. That's where people first heard of me. TBX420 Club on YouTube. Snapchat. No, no. Snapchat TBX420. At TBX420. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, TBX420 Club. One word. You want a game with me? TBX420 on PSN, Tonymon420 on Xbox Live. Stay good, peeps, and keep it.